Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's join into the conversation. My guest today is someone that I'm really excited to talk to, uh, someone that I think our conversation will be really interesting and I really hope you all will take a liking to as much as I have so far. Uh, my guest today is someone who, I don't want to spoil too much of his introduction, but he is someone that works at uh, the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga as a professor of photojournalism. Along with that, he used to be the uh, director of photography at the Chattanooga Times Free Press. He is a former TEDx speaker about five or six years ago here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And along with that, he has done uh, just great work all around the world uh, with his camera, uh, documenting many different uh, events and uh, just happenings in the world that have won numerous awards that I won't go to and uh, I don't want to steal too much of his thunder, uh, but he is a highly accomplished individual and someone that I am really excited to talk to today. So without further ado, uh, Billy, thank you for coming on. Everyone welcome uh, Billy Weeks to the show. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on and I'm uh, really excited to talk to you today. So just for the people out there that may not be aware of who you are and the work that you do, uh, just give a little bit of background about you know what you do, who you are, and how you got to where you are today. Well, I'm a documentary photographer. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, my work has uh, spanned, I guess, since 1984, wow. uh, where I originally started um, as uh, well. Actually, I guess before that, because I started working for the student newspaper at the Echo oh, yeah. a, few, a few years before yeah. that, and and now I'm the advisor to the Echo. Oh, so really? I guess that's payback. Yeah. In some way. <laughs> um, but I, I moved from uh, from being a, a student photographer at uh, UT Chattanooga to uh, to being uh, an intern at the Chattanooga Times before the two papers merged and uh, and then moved into a staff position and then to a team leader and a photo editor and then director of photography and then when the two papers merged I became director of photography and graphics at, at the Times Free Press and I did that until uh, oh goodness uh, 2010 and uh, and then I went out on my own and became an independent documentary photographer uh, doing uh, quite a bit of international work mm -hmm. um, across the uh, the globe, um, I, uh, I I do a lot of specialties, and one of my specialties that I'm probably most uh, most concerned with is that I love to photograph baseball, and wherever I go, you know, if it's a country that plays baseball like Dominican or maybe Nicaragua, I'm, I'm always looking for just the the bare roots of of people and their interest in baseball. Did you did you play baseball when you were younger? You know, I played. I probably didn't play well enough. <laughs> well, listen, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I've told numerous people I, I played basketball a lot growing up. Uh, but if there was a sport that involved extra equipment to be done, yeah. you know, like uh, swinging a baseball bat or like playing lacrosse or golf or tennis, it was not for me. I could not. I could catch a baseball all day long, but I was never good at hitting. Never good uh, at anything of, of the sort that required extra equipment to play. So yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Well. I, I I could play a little and uh, and still I, I played softball up until the pandemic hit mm -hmm. so uh, I, I still played a little I guess mm -hmm. um, but 
As far as playing it on a professional level, mm-hmm. no. I, I mean, obviously, like all the yeah. other kids in this in this area growing up, you know, I, I wanted to be a third baseman for the Braves, but yeah. that that never worked out, yeah. and and it never had a chance of yeah. working out. Well, same same goes for me. I know that's shocking, uh, but I, I never made it to the to the big leagues of any of any sort. Uh, despite, uh, you know, what you may think. So, Um, well, cool. So how long have you, I mean, obviously you said you've been, uh, for decades now, you've been working uh, in the photography field, but how long, when do you remember was the first time you ever picked up a camera and, and really got enthralled with like what at what point in your life would you say that was and what was what about it uh, draw you towards that or so towards I, w- I would have been uh, I, I guess my best memory of that would have been in middle school mm-hmm. um, my, my dad gave me a, a fold-out camera it was actually a, a Zenobia which I'm sure nobody knows what that is <laughs> um, but it was an old-timey fold-out camera and uh, I didn't you know I had to Kind of teach myself how to how to use it, and uh, didn't use it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I still have that camera. Oh, really? And that's cool. Uh, uh, but I, uh, you know, <laughs> the thing about photography, you know, there's a there's a very strong technical side to it that you have to master, and mm-hmm. it took a long time to master that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's an artistic side. And then for my own work, you know, I try to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's more about who I'm working with, who I, whose story I'm telling at the moment mm-hmm. that I think is kind of important to me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, for me, so I, I mean, obviously everyone's taken pictures, but I would not consider myself to be a photographer per se, but, you know, I'm sure everyone, there's at least one photo, whether it was personal, you know, personal <laughs> their own lives, or there's a photo, that, a well-known photo that means a lot to them. When I think of, uh, you know, famous photographs that really, for me personally, strike a chord, I think of you know, uh, like the flag raising at, at, Iwo, at Iwo Jima. I mean, sure. that is such a iconic figure uh, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, you know, you, you have that, uh, that you know, spectrum, on that, that end of the spectrum of photographs, but then you also have uh, one that's always resonated with me, especially after uh, the first time I ever went to New York is a picture of the falling man uh, with the towers. Um, photos like that, in my opinion, they're so powerful and so impactful, but there's always a, it's hard to quantify exactly what it is about photos like that or just uh, photos that are special to us, how they impact us. What to you, or at least in your personal life, makes a photo powerful or makes it impactful? Oh, it's content. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's straight up, what is what is this picture saying mm-hmm. to me that, that makes it that makes it special? And uh, and, I, and I'm, you know, I look at it probably in a different perspective mm-hmm. than those that make a living mm-hmm. as, you know, being a photographer, making beautiful images. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the story. I'm interested in, uh, you know, the subject matter. I'm interested in why that picture was made mm-hmm. and what the purpose of it yeah. is. And, um, you know, the fallen man you, you were talking about is a, a very historical mm-hmm. photo. And they still don't know who that person yeah. is in, in that picture, yeah. and that's uh, uh, that picture. Um, certainly, one of the strongest images that came out of mm-hmm. New York during 9/11. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and then you mentioned uh, Eugene Smith, or not Eugene Smith, but um, oh my goodness, his name has uh, has. Um, I'll probably think of it after we get <laughs> it, off the it'll show. Hit you, it'll yeah, hit you. It'll hit me. It'll hit me in an hour. <laughs> uh, but the image uh, of raising the flag, uh, you know, they, there's some of those people that have never been identified mm-hmm. either. Those two images have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are historic, and they uh, they make a time. They, they they document a time in U.S. history when things were changing. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I think they're I think they're incredibly important. Yeah. You know, in in my own work, I'm um, you know I'm a, a storyteller is one way of of uh, describing what I do, but basically I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we go and we um, we find stories that need to be told, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I love to work on. Yeah, and I think that's cool. You know, we had briefly talked about this prior to this, but. What you do, or at least you know, uh, regarding photojournalism, there's a difference between that and just simply photography. Uh, they yeah. both have their own, uh, they both serve a necessary purpose in our society, but they're two very distinct. You know, you can almost consider photography similar to how you know an artist considers paintings. They're they're there to be observed and to, and to be appreciated and to simply just exist on their own. They can be commentaries on you know events in, in life or uh, an expression of the artist's own self uh, you know experiences in their own life. But photojournalism, as you said, is 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 exactly what it sounds like. It's documenting uh, usually events in the real world or just uh, life in the real world for the sake of other people being more aware. It. At least that's how I would describe it. Uh, just elaborate a little bit on that, because you know, I know we talked about um, it uh, a couple days ago, just what your thoughts are yeah, on that. Yeah, there's a um, very famous photographer, Dorothea Lange, who, uh, who said a camera is a tool that explains man to man. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a lot of truth in that, that um, being a documentary photographer or being a, a, a journalist, a visual journalist, uh, you know, one of, one of our purposes is to explain what's happening maybe to one person to someone else that's mm-hmm. never met them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really think about it, you know, we remember history in the still photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, video has tremendous power, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. video kind of fades away mm-hmm. because it's a combination of, of still photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's, so there's something there to, uh, to think about. When you see a still photo of a historic moment, right, you, you, see, uh, you see something that you remember and it's kind of etched in your brain. And, uh, and I think it has tremendous power. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I tell my students this all the time that, um, you know, that, uh, that there's probably not a stronger communication element than a still photograph. Yeah. Uh, I also tell them this, that because they want to be photojournalists, and they're probably the most dangerous people in the world yeah. because they can create as much yeah. negative force as they yeah. can positive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, uh, uh, talking about that. I mean, a picture. I forget the name of it, but it was a picture that was taken some years ago. There was a, a, a famine going on in some country, and it was basically a picture of this of this small child, and it was yeah. it was starving, and then behind it there's what looks to be like a vulture. Yeah. I, I don't. At the time when that picture was taken, again, I forget. I, I was too young uh, to really know the context of it. But looking back on it, uh, from what I've heard, there was all kinds of backlash about the about the photograph itself. But then there were some people that were saying, hey, this guy is just trying to document the events that's going on. You know, how, how would we, uh, you know, over here in the States necessarily know about what's going on over there or feel the impact of it without photos like this? Yeah, that's, uh, Kev, that's Kevin Carter's yeah, yeah. Ph- photograph, and it won the Pulitzer Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, particular, that particular photo, oh my goodness, was incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, 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 it's so impactful. Well, it, it does, and, it's, and in a lot of ways it's misleading. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they put a lot of pressure on the photographer, Kevin Carter, after he made that photo by saying that, uh, that he needed to go help that child. Mm-hmm. What they didn't say or didn't talk about is that that photo was made at a feeding station. Mm-hmm where people were ministering and giving food uh, to refugees. Yeah. Um, Kevin couldn't have done anything yeah. about, about yeah. changing that situation, yeah. not, not, not a thing. Yeah. 
Um, but he, uh, right after he got his Pulitzer Prize, he, he took it uh, so hard on himself that he eventually ended up killing himself mm -hmm. over that image. Yeah. Which I know that's not what we're here to talk about, yeah. but that's that. I think that's uh, that's kind of an example of particularly how a lot of documentary photographers feel about the people that they that they photograph. It's um, it's 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 incredibly stressful. Yeah. Well, it goes to show just how important the work is. I mean, you know, uh, you think of the things that are happening in, in our world right now. I mean. Uh, it, it's no simple task to put sure. yourself in situations uh, like that. That can be stressful. That can be uh, very dangerous. It, it's no simple task to go there because even though you may not necessarily be a direct participant in what is happening, you are there. You are, uh, you know, you are in that area of whatever is going on, and your job is to document that for the world. You don't know how people are going to how people are going to take whatever pictures you may you may take. Uh, and it's like you said, it's a very stressful job. But I think. Uh, even though the the, uh, the ultimate conclusion of that story itself is, is a tragic one, it goes to show the impact that uh, photos like that can have and how truly important they are to uh, our lives and as, as a society as a whole. You know, I think I think that photo still has power. Oh, I, I think um, the people who see it today still are worried and concerned mm -hmm. when they see that image, and I think it, it moves people. Yeah. Um, it's it's unfortunate that people in the world are dealing with things like that, oh, yeah. and. Uh, photojournalism is, you know, one of the communication elements that, or one of the communication occupations, I guess, that uh, you know that people go out and try to make a difference out of that. Mm -hmm. They try to, they try to impact that. I, I think, um, I think, we always kind of want to. We want people who can make a difference. Mm -hmm see those photos, mm -hmm. right, so that there is some yeah. kind of change that yeah. comes out with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in that regard, uh, you know, it's it's hard for someone who's outside of the scope of whatever is happening in the world in, in that uh, direct area to truly grasp what is happening. And so, like you said, the work of a photojournalism is not necessarily to fix the problem, but is to highlight a problem and to say, hey, uh, this is this needs our attention. This is something that we, as a collective whole, as, as you know, as a, as a race of people need to be more aware of and need to do what we can to to help solve, you know. So you're, you're exactly right. I agree with you 100%. Um, on a, on a similar note, we were briefly talking about before uh, we started recording, uh, was the work that you did down in uh, Central America. A lot of it was in the Dominican Republic. Uh, some of it was in Honduras, I believe. And like you said, you like to take pictures of, of a of myriad of different things, but baseball has always been something that drew you towards that area because baseball, from what I understand, is much more than just a, a game to be played and just to have fun and you know go home and eat dinner after you finish and you know that's the end of the story. It is oftentimes a way for people to find a better life or to escape out of a out of an area that they're not so happy with. Just what are some stories in your in your life that come to mind when you think when you reflect back on the pictures that you took and the experiences that you had uh, and the people that you met? What are some experiences that you had that maybe weren't uh, reflected through the photos that you took or or just or Maybe some photos that you took down there that you'd like to expand upon a bit, uh, just during your time uh, down in Central America. You know, I'm I'm always amazed when I when I go to Central America the uh, the kindness and respect mm -hmm. uh, that I that I receive when I go there. Now I don't always see baseball, and mm -hmm. you know, in Honduras they don't play baseball, but in next door in Nicaragua they do. Mm -hmm. um, so when when I'm in Honduras, uh, you know, I'm I'm usually up in the mountains working. Um, often with uh, NGOs who are there to deliver food or medicine in some cases. Um, uh, and it's, it's really important, I think, that, uh, you know, that, that we take care of, of people mm -hmm. that when we can. 
so I so I've done a I've done a lot, and what and typically what what I what what I always see is I'm almost always welcome when I get there. I tend to work with um, a national when I when I go into those countries. So there's somebody. Uh, now they work as a translator for me, but they do more than that, right? I mean. Um, my success on one of those assignments is connected directly to who I walk through the door with. Mm -hmm. So I try to walk through the door with a national of whichever country that I'm, that I'm working in. Mm -hmm. um, that person's job is to not only make sure that my assignment is a success, mm -hmm. but to keep me out of trouble, yeah. right? Yeah. To, to not put me in situations that I might not be able to either accomplish the assignment or I might do something, you know, that might not be accepted with the locals. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I try to, um, you know, I try to try my best to, uh, you know, to to blend in as as best I can. Mm -hmm. um, but it's but it's really interesting. I was in Guatemala a few years back and uh, had been working in a small village that had been um, basically a, a part where the civil war had taken place there in the '90s and. Uh, and in this small village, there was a there was a family there that uh, that had had a uh, a tragic run-in with the uh, with the government, mm -hmm. and they had come in with with the military, and you know it, it didn't go well. They they killed a lot of the family yeah. members, and uh, what what this family wanted me to do uh, was to walk with them as we went back mm -hmm. to their old uh, where they where they used to live. And we hiked back through uh, through the jungles for a couple of hours, I guess, and, until we found where they lived. And then he started to tell me the story, and uh, and you know I, I recorded it. I always record on audio and uh, and take still photos. Um, very emotional, mm -hmm. moving story. And he had to talk about how he he and his brother were the only two family members that survived out of that, and they. They had to go into the jungle and take care of themselves, and and, and they did that for um, for several years, and and then eventually, you know, got to the point where they where it was safe for them to come back out. Yeah. Um, but not all of the stories that I get to do are you know are tragic and yeah. things like that. I, I you were talking about Honduras. Uh, later on, in I think actually the next year, I was working in Honduras, and um, I had uh, I was uh, again up in the mountains and. I was up there photographing a small church because that that church had received some aid, and it was it was really kind of a, a central point of a, of a village that was a mountain village that was kind of remote. And um, there was this uh, this man, probably in his early thirties, that had a guitar on his back, and he came walking up the trail. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this guy. So we go over and start talking mm -hmm. to him a little bit, and. Uh, the guitar was all beat up and broken, yeah. and it was it was a mess. Yeah. And but he said, "Why don't you come on up and uh, follow me up to where I live?" And uh, he said it wasn't very far. I, I think at three hours uh, we were still walking, <laughs> and, and it was uphill. Yeah, and, so that was that was a wonderful time. I'm oh sure. my goodness! Yeah. So we got up to the to his house, and uh, he starts playing music for me, and it's um, you know. It's a sound, that, and then he, he also has a, a makeshift uh, violin that he's also playing. And then his brother shows up, mm -hmm. and they both start playing music. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the music was terrible, right? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very good music, right? I, I couldn't tell, well, it was, yeah. it was definitely not in tune. Yeah. And it was just, just an amalgamation it of was, sounds. It was sound, yeah. it was sound, right? Um, 
but it made the most amazing photographs mm -hmm. because they were in this very small house with, you know, very humble setting, um, dirt floor, mm -hmm. um, no power, no water. Uh, the entire light uh, inside that house would filter in through a broken door, mm -hmm. and that's where his brother was sitting there trying to play the guitar for me, and he had the cowboy hat on and, you know, kind of the Western look to him. Um, and the way he was lit and the way the background looked and the story that goes along with it, um, it was just, it was just a great moment, right? Yeah. I mean, I you know, completely, totally appreciate the opportunity when somebody lets me into mm. their oh, space. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and he did, and you know, I haven't been back to Honduras since then, but when I go back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see if I can find him, because yeah. I, that's one of the things that I always try to do. If I end up near the villages, yeah. and I have, if I have the time, I always try to circle back around and see how they're doing. Yeah, no, so I, I have a similar experience. Uh, about two years ago, actually, it was right before, uh, about, it was in, I want to say February of 2020. It was right before everything shut down, you know, on a national scale, and uh, it was we were actually on spring break for school. I was in the Dominican Republic uh, with with some friends of mine, and we got to go to this. We would always go to this, this same restaurant. They serve empanadas, and it was like this open air restaurant. It was not like you know you didn't walk in and get set, like you just found a place to sit sure. and you you go get the food. And I remember over in the corner there was this person uh, just playing music. It was on a speaker. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't tell you what it was. It was all in a different, you know, it was all in a different language, and it was, it was just I had no clue who it was or who, what, it, what, what kind of music it was. But I remember some one particular song came on, and they all really liked it. They're like, "Oh, this is this is that song," and they all put down their food and they all just started dancing with one another, and they were just, you know, they were just dancing and just having a good time. And I was sitting there just looking at them like, you know, comparatively speaking, uh, compared to obviously where where we're from. These people have virtually nothing. I mean, they they're wearing like one of maybe two outfits. They might be wearing shoes. It's it's a very uh, what we would consider a very dirty place. But that that didn't matter at that moment. What mattered is the people that were in their lives and they were enjoying that moment. Like you were saying, in that moment, those people all, you, all the only light they had was coming in through a broken door, and they were playing instruments that maybe they were they were hardly functioning. You know, but. In that moment, that didn't matter. What mattered was that you were all in that same room, under one roof, enjoying the time with one another. And that's really what makes those moments stand out. It's not necessarily uh, the beautiful scenery or the or the fun meals that you have. It's those moments with the people around you that, that make it that make uh, make those experiences in our lives stand out so much more. And I, and I think that's really what a lot of the work that you you do and you and you did do is what it captures. It captures those moments, those intimate moments that. We may not recognize, or may take a, take for granted uh, for a bit. That's what the job of of a photojournalist is there for. It's there to capture those intimate moments and share them with the world. You know, you know. There's uh, being being a photojournalist means that there are, there are times you have to deal with uncomfortable situations, and you know those those news moments that that happen immediately. But I think what I probably appreciate the most about being um, a photojournalist or being a documentary photographer is that uh, I really appreciate the the quieter moments. Um, I, I'm not so interested in photographing wars. Mm -hmm. um, I'm much more interested in photographing culture and and I think that's important even even in our uh, you know in our own society. Mm -hmm. I love looking at old photos that mm -hmm. 
seeing how the cars looked in the yeah. 60s and maybe the 50s and yeah. I, I think it's I think it's important that we document those things yeah yeah well I mean it, it obviously is a look into the past but I remember I've seen from from my hometown uh, you know it's I forget exactly when my hometown was founded but it was essentially founded as a, as a railroad town it was it was a stop uh, on the railroad and so families would settle there and I remember over time uh, after being there for you know almost 20 years I would see pictures of of buildings now of what they used to be you know and it was so cool like kind of holding them up and being like this is what this building right here or this area used to be you know and and thinking about there were probably people standing right where I was standing in that moment you know who knows what they were thinking but they they were living in that moment they were that was their life at that time and my the fact that I had the opportunity to look back into their life a bit and see what things were like at that time and the the parallel between our two lives was just it was really interesting it was cool to see how uh, what was there before I was you know it, it was really interesting to see that uh, and for me personally I know we were talking about some you know some powerful photographs for this uh, I'd mentioned the falling man. I mean, that picture for me is really powerful because I I was I was technically alive uh, when when 9/11 occurred, but I was barely one years old. I mean, I I I, I don't have no you know I I remember nothing from it. Um, and so all that I've ever known of of that event was just the you know the videos that came from it and all the the uh, news headlines and the old newspapers and the old recordings of of uh, you know. Uh, MSNBC and things that you know people that were recording at that time uh, but then I had the opportunity to go to New York a couple years ago and got to see the memorial in the museum and it put it all into perspective for me because it, it came very it became very tangible for me uh, but then that picture for whatever reason I mean I know I'm not the only one, only one to ever say that but that picture really it's so impactful because it's something that I will I remember the first time I saw it I'll never forget seeing it it was just so it, it encapsulated everything about that day uh, that I was not able to obviously experience uh, when it happened. Uh, but for me, as someone that's kind of looking at it from the outside in, uh, it, it, it brought every every aspect of that day as a whole down to that one single image, and it made it that much that uh, that much more impactful for me. You know, uh, I think that's really the the power that photographs have, especially like you said in the work that uh, that you do as a photojournalist. I think they really have that power to. Uh, take us back to those important moments or remind us of how life used to be or what it could be in the future, you know? Well, it also allows us not to make the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's some value in that yeah. also. Um, you know, 9-11, I, I guess when 9-11 when happened, I was the uh, director of photography and graphics mm -hmm. at the Times Free Press. And uh, that morning, I remember very well of, you know, I'm sitting at my desk and watching it on TV mm -hmm. and um, you know, and then you, you have something like that happens, which is, you know, a national, uh, international story, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. you, you, you have to scramble the entire day mm -hmm. with who's working what and, yeah. and changing everybody's schedule, which mm -hmm. we did, mm -hmm. which we did. And, uh, and then literally sat down and looked at thousands of images mm -hmm. as they moved across the AP wire that day. Um, everything from the planes crashing to too much later of, of the tragic mm -hmm. uh, events that were taking place that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that day uh, was was really hard on a lot of us, but it was really hard on me too. Mm -hmm. uh, at the one year anniversary, uh, I had to go to New York. Mm -hmm. I just, I took, the, I took a few days off and mm -hmm. booked a flight and flew into New York and um, and just walked around the city that day making photos. And, 
You know, I think what I expected was um, sadness. That's what I expected. I expected fear or maybe sadness. And it wasn't what I found at all. What I found was hope. Mm-hmm. I, I, found, uh, I found people playing music on the streets and people dancing. I, I found people sitting in chairs giving free hugs away. <laughs> um, I, I found, um, you know, even all the way into that night, um, you know, there were people with cellos on the side of the streets or in the subways um, playing music, and it was it was just it was just incredibly emotional. Yeah, no, I I, I can imagine that, and and events like that uh, they have so much they just hold so much weight and they're so impactful. And and an event like that goes to show. I mean, obviously that was uh, so out of the, out of the blue, uh, but an event like that goes to show just how truly dangerous a job of a photo photojournalist can be. Uh, you know, events like that, uh, you know, like wars or, or just, you know, war-torn areas or areas like we were talking about that are suffering through famines, those are not easy places to be, period. Whether you're right. a photojournalist or you're a citizen or you're uh, a tourist or whatever, those are not easy places to be. Um, but obviously, I mean, like you said, you, you don't particularly, you, you like to uh, try to photograph the lighter sides of life, which I think is great. Uh, but what would be some some advice that you would give to someone, whether they're wanting to be a photojournalist or whether they're simply wanting to make photography a career path or just or just a hobby for them? What would be some advice that you would give to someone that's uh, weighing these options and considering uh, making photography a, a viable career uh, path? Yeah. For them? First of all, I would you know, got got to have a heart check. You mm-hmm. got to make sure that it's in your heart to do. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's kind of important. Then, then you gotta you gotta figure out what kind of work you want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. do you want to be an independent documentary photographer? Do you want to work on staff? Um, what I usually recommend for students, anyways, is as best we can get some experience with either with uh, working on a staff or working or assisting somebody uh, that does it. So you want to you want to get that. Um, but there's there's one thing that, that will get you work more than anything else, and that's finding a personal project, mm-hmm. something that's important to you, mm-hmm. um, that shows that you can stay with a project over an extended period of time, something that allows you to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can do that and photograph something over a period of time and you know make visual sense sense out of it, um, usually you can find photo editors who will who will take a chance on you. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you were talking about uh, photo- you know photographing something that is important to you, not just photographing something for the sake of taking photographs, but you know, like you were saying, you love baseball. I mean, that's yes. something that you've always uh, loved to participate and watch and and be around. And so, when I see you, uh, whether it's at you know a conference or just on a call or, or whatever, talk about the work that you've done uh, down in South in Central America, uh, it, it really shows that you weren't just taking photographs because it's fun to click a button and hear the little sound and woo, that was it. Like it shows that you have a passion for what you were you were taking pictures of. It shows that you wanted to take that little moment and show as many people as you could to try and, and document that portion. Uh, of history, even if it's just a small little uh, portion of, of history, it was something that was important to you and that you were passionate about. And I think that really shines through a lot when you talk about it, uh, when you when you show your work. Uh, you know, it, it really shines through, and I think that's very inspiring. Not just to myself as someone who you know has obviously aspirations in my life, but I'm sure it's inspiring to others who want to uh, use their camera or their ability to uh, f- uh, photograph the world around them in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, my, uh, my, my TED talk is called Two Views and Documentary Photography, and, and it's, it's based off of, of, of this idea that, um, you know, whatever you have in your past mm-hmm. helps decide when you push that button. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever's happening in front of you, you know, you kind of make the decision on when that becomes a photograph mm -hmm. by pushing that button. Mm -hmm. And and I and I think there's the, you know that's something that you you kind of have to think about when you're uh, particularly when you're an independent photographer or if you're working on a personal project you know if you're at an assignment somebody's asking you to go do something uh, still you still bring that to the table mm -hmm. but it's a little bit different right you you yeah. have to kind of fit the needs of what somebody's asked you to do yeah um, when you're uh, when you're an independent photographer working on a personal project. You know everything there. You're 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 controlling. Uh, you know when you push the button, you're uh, you may be controlling. You know the time time that you make that photo. You're controlling everything except the subject. And you and as a as a photojournalist, you can't you can't do that. You mm -hmm. can't direct that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's one of the things that uh, that's off limits. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that that's one hundred percent right. Um, when I think about uh, me personally, when I think about you know subjects like uh, the like artists, uh, whether it's in music or in or in you know, like paintings and things of that nature, or uh, photographers or photojournalists or, or fields of that nature, where uh, would you say it's it's a field where you kind of have to you have to build your merits on it? You you know not everybody that has a camera is a world renowned photographer. You know yeah. uh, it's definitely your career is definitely built upon the work that you do. For me. I, Someone I would not I would not necessarily consider myself an artistic person. I've tried to, uh, you know, a couple times you tried to make like music or a painting, and it just never really worked out for me. But I love the work that you know artists do and that photographers do and photojournalists do. But it can be hard at times, at least in my in my opinion, that to know how to support these people. I mean, obviously you can uh, just give them compliments on their photos and what they do and, and talk about the great work that they're doing, but oftentimes it's such an interesting and niche kind of field, it can be hard for someone that's on the outside looking in to know how to support these people. Sure. What would be something that uh, you would recommend, whether it's financially or emotionally or personally, just a good way to support someone who's wanting to use their camera, uh, use photography as a career field that uh, we as outsiders to a degree can support these people and, yeah. and allow them to flourish. Well, that's that's interesting. A lot a lot of people have um, you know used Kickstarter and those kinds mm -hmm. of things to mm -hmm. kick off a project that they mm -hmm. that they want to work on, or they've used um, you know independent fundraising to help publish the actual book if mm -hmm. they wanted to end up independently publish a book or mm -hmm. an exhibit. Uh, I think there's some opportunities to do it there. Um, an, another way that independent photographers uh, get funding is through grants, mm -hmm. and you can apply to different grants. And there's there's several of them out mm -hmm. there that you can apply to. Uh, a lot of competition for them, mm -hmm. uh, but but that's a possibility. Uh, probably the um, probably what you see most is through publications. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like independent. Well, like. Well, the New York Times or Geographic, you can mm -hmm. you can pitch your ideas and your work mm -hmm. to the photo editors, and mm -hmm. and they will fund you yeah. um, if if it's a project that mm -hmm. they they are interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the beginning, I, I think you need to find somebody that'll either pay you as an assistant, mm -hmm. so that you can watch how this works. Yeah, that's the yeah. best way to do yeah. it. So you can be in the room, you know? Yeah, or yeah. you uh, you end up as a staff photographer. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the best way. Now, you know, many times these photos end up for sale mm -hmm. um, uh, in art galleries and other, other kinds of, of uh, places, uh, sometimes online. Um, and, it, and it's, in, and in my opinion only, right, it's a stretch to call them art. Mm -hmm. uh, documentary work is, um, in my opinion, not art. Mm -hmm. 
and so there's a to, to me there's a there's a line there. Why would a why would a documentary photo end up in an art gallery? Well, it ends up in an art gallery usually because of the historic meaning that that goes with that picture. Mm -hmm. um, here's kind of the difference between art and documentary work. If you're if you're an artist, you're creating something, and you usually write a statement. It's called your art statement yeah. that says what you're trying to say with yeah. that picture. Yeah. You know that particular photo in my opinion, is about the artist. Mm -hmm. And it should be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about somebody making a statement about mm -hmm. something. If you're a documentary photographer or photojournalist, your statement for the photo is actually coming from your subject, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I am photographing baseball, so therefore mm -hmm. my picture is about yeah. this particular moment in baseball. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, I, and that that's a you know, kind of the opposite of what mm -hmm. the artist would do. Yeah. Yeah. The artist would go out and create some kind of cool... Uh, uh, photograph, painting, sculpture um, that relates to baseball, mm -hmm. that makes you think about baseball, mm -hmm. that challenges you. Mm -hmm. You know, all good art yeah. challenges you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, documentary work, the subject has to challenge you. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, too, when you think about like the classical example of art, I mean, that's a very broad field, but when you think about someone that's, you know, say they're painting a picture. Uh, Typically, it's an expression of themselves or something that sure. they feel within them. They're taking that idea or that feeling or whatever it is within them and putting it to canvas or putting it uh, to some medium of the art, you know. Uh, but like you said, with with photography, you didn't paint the picture that you took. You didn't, uh, you know, create every little every little aspect of it. You were simply there to document and to. Uh, take the picture of the subject. The picture is not necessarily about the person behind the camera. It's about what is being taken, sure. a picture, what, what is uh, being uh, photographed, what is being documented. Uh, and that's really the, the power of it because you have to, there, there's a certain element, I mean you can take pictures of anything, but with great photography there's a certain element of being in the right place at the right time uh, and, and being ready to ready to go and ready to take uh, the picture at any given moment because you know you think of the picture that you took that's talked about a lot, the, the one that we discussed of the, the the hitter about to hit the baseball and he's looking directly at it as it's coming towards him. That's a that's a moment. That is an instant, and that that's happening very quickly. That's not something that is happening in slow motion that you can get set up and get ready for. You had to be in there in that moment at the right time to capture that photo, yeah. so that individuals like myself or whoever uh, may find that photo at a, at a later date can find it and see, wow, that's such a cool picture to see the, the batter is right, looking right at the ball as it's coming towards him, you know. Um, I, I think you're exactly right. I think that's, that's a really cool way to look at it to compare uh, art as it is compared to photojournalism, you know. Yeah, a little, little bit of a difference uh, in the way. You know that particular baseball picture, what, what interests me mostly about that baseball that baseball photo is not the ball or, or the batter or any of that. It, it's the fact that he's got his hat turned on backwards and the Major League Baseball emblem is sitting right above his his eye in that. Oh, yeah. Which nobody ever picks up on. Yeah. But to me, that's the difference in that yeah. photo. Yeah. Well, like we mentioned it briefly, like baseball for a lot of people down in, in, in areas like that is not just a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's not, it doesn't just end there. Sure. It, it's an opportunity for a lot of people to make it out or make it into a, a better uh, a better tomorrow to find a better life for themselves or their family or their loved ones and so when you think about it that I hadn't noticed that but now that you uh, now that you say that I, I remember in the picture you, you said there's the the Major League Baseball logo it's it's kind of a reminder of, of what it's all about you know obviously you think about the ball and the batter and he's looking straight at it but 
subtly in the background, there's the reminder of what the whole purpose of this picture is. The yeah. purpose of this guy playing baseball is not just to play the game, to have fun. I'm sure he's having fun. But for him, it probably means so much more. It's about trying to make a life for him and those around him uh, out of this game, through the, for this game to be a vehicle to uh, make a life that is, he is uh, proud of and that he uh, can use to uh, positively impact those around him, you know, it, and that just like we've been saying this whole time, it goes to show how impactful uh, the photos that you're, you, you, and uh, those in your field go to produce. You know, uh, it's 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 really impactful. So, well, that's awesome. Um, quick question for you. So obviously, there's millions upon millions of photos out there in existence, and uh, some are good, some are bad. But there are a lot of iconic photos. I mean. Uh, you can just go and search on Google iconic photos and there'll be a list probably a hundred of them uh, but I would not consider myself someone to be like in the know on uh, photography obviously sure. there's a lot of iconic photos that I'm aware of we've, we've talked about a few of them but I'm certainly no uh, genius when it comes to uh, understanding and knowing about uh, photos of this nature what are some of your just personal favorite photos maybe you've taken or maybe that you've seen uh, taken over the course of just history whether they're super well known or maybe they're somewhat obscure that uh, those listening could go and check out and see uh, how they feel about the pictures yeah well uh, well first of all I you know I hate to say this, but I probably hate all of my photos. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they can all be better, uh, and I and I see I see that in in the pictures. Yeah. Uh, have I been in some situations? Yeah, you you bet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've I've covered major sporting events, and I've covered uh, photographed five presidents, and uh, you know, many many things that are important moments uh, that that I've been fortunate enough to do. Uh, as far as other photographers that inspire me, uh, and there's a lot of them, uh, Sebastião Sagato's work on um, um, the what he calls the, the working class, uh, most of it's out of Latin America, mm -hmm. it's just stunning, it's, uh, it's incredibly beautiful. And then he went on to do a, another series, and he does a series of images over many years. The last one I think he did was over 10 years. And mm -hmm. he calls it Genesis. And what he did is he went to areas that were uh, not touched by man. So mm -hmm. everybody was, everybody in those areas were, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of technology mm -hmm. and things around them. So, yeah. and, and they're just beautiful, beautiful images. Mm -hmm. um, also, I, I guess, uh, I, I, you know, I appreciate the work by Gordon Parks. Uh, Gordon Parks was the uh, first African-American photographer for Life magazine and did a lot in the civil rights. Mm -hmm. And his, uh, his images all had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he talks about in his books how he, uh, uh, that his choice of weapon was mm -hmm. the camera. Mm -hmm. And that's how he went after social issues mm -hmm. was to photograph it. And, yeah and report on it and and i think he's got many 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 images in there that i think are just stunning mm -hmm. and, I, and i just love them mm -hmm. and, um, you know those are those are two of my favorites mm -hmm. uh, when i talk about photographers and i think you can pick any of their photos mm -hmm. and and see things in, in there that are that are of interest oh another one uh eugene smith uh also from back you know in the in the 30s 40s and 50s uh and 60s i think he I think he shot all the way in the 70s, actually. Um, the way he used light in his pictures, I think, influenced me a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. um, and um, as a matter of fact, there's a, there's a brand new movie out uh, about Eugene Smith uh, called Metamaya. And mm -hmm. um, it's really worth, I haven't seen it yet, 
I've read the, I've, I've got the book. Mm-hmm. I've been, I can't wait to go see it. But the photos that he created on that project mm-hmm. uh, are stunning. Mm-hmm. And the way the light is used on those pictures, mm-hmm. it's just stunning. Uh, you, we've mentioned how you currently uh, work as a, a lecturer of photojournalism at, at UTC, and uh, I'm sure with the students you get some who are great at it and some who maybe aren't so great at it. But that's that's with any field. Uh, the, yeah. I know there's certainly been moments in my life where, especially uh, in my educational career, that I've you know fallen, and some where I've excelled. Sure. What are just a couple, maybe a couple, or maybe just one student that you can think of that you think really has a bright future ahead of them in in the the field of photography. Someone that uh, whether lo- just locally in Chattanooga or maybe you know potentially on a, on a more widespread national scale that uh, people should be aware of. Someone that you believe may be able to do good work someday, or or maybe you have a student who's done some work and it's already published and it's out there to see uh, that you would recommend. Who, do you have any anybody well, in mind like that I, in particular? You know, I don't want to call anybody out by name. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of students that have done really well, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of photographers that mm-hmm. uh, that have either been my interns or worked through my internship program mm-hmm. that are out there that are doing great things that mm-hmm. are either working in international work or some are working locally. Mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, this morning I was working with a former student making some photos out in Chickamauga Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the, a great place. The, the thing, yeah, it's beautiful out there. Uh, the, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, one of, one of my jobs, I believe, is to uh, not only identify people, as you say, who are interested in it mm-hmm. and who have the skills to do it, mm-hmm. uh, but also it is to encourage them, you know, not to... Mm-hmm. It, it's easy when you're putting photos up all the time and, the, you know, the professor sitting there looking at your photos and, you know, taking the fist and pounding yeah. it on the desk and, <laughs> you know, and going, Billy, you can do better than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've had those, yeah. those teachers. Oh, yeah. Though I will tell you that my photo teacher when I was in school at UTC was, uh, was incredibly um, uh, encouraging mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to be that person, right? Mm-hmm. I try to be that person. Um, and, it, and, you, and even though when, when you put it up on the wall and everybody looks at it, you know, yeah, you have to go. Okay, all right, Billy. What were you thinking? Why, yeah. why is that tree coming out of my head? <laughs> why is, you know, why is there a reflection off off a, a window or something yeah. that shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't be there? Mm-hmm. You got to see that before you push the button. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that gut check of mm-hmm. okay, I didn't, I didn't do as well as I should have. Yeah. Or you know, you got to tell a student they didn't do as well as they should have. Mm-hmm. That's why you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I usually see is somebody who makes honest mistakes as they grow up through it. And you get to a point to where, uh, uh, you know, that becomes a learning moment. And then you get to a point to where you see them reaching out to other students going, you know, you might want to look at this in the background. Yeah, yeah. And you start seeing that growth of community. Yeah. And, and it gets to the point that... Uh, that it's incredibly exciting mm-hmm. to see where they end up with their portfolio and where those students end up when they when they get out of you know the university setting mm-hmm. and move on to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's really encouraging. You know, UTC is not known as a photojournalism mm-hmm. school. Nobody comes to UTC to be a photojournalist. Mm-hmm. They come to UTC to do many things, mm-hmm. and UTC is a great place to come to. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you and I both went there, yeah, and, yeah, and go mocks, <laughs> yeah, uh, especially this week, yeah. And, but the but the thing is, is that when, when if I get photojournalism students that want to become professionals, um, 
it's because they kind of found it by accident, right? Mm-hmm. They they were in a communication program yeah. and they came into it to be a writer and oh, by the way, they had to take a visual class. Yeah. And then they end up in there and go, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe maybe this is something I wanna think about. Because yeah. that's what happened to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And I and I and I think you see, you know we see that, um, I you know I truly wish we were a, um, a photojournalism school, but mm-hmm. we're we're not we're not set up for that at, yeah. at present. Yeah, maybe well, someday. well, yeah, maybe someday. But I I think um, without the work that you have done, like you personally have done, and the and the work like individuals like you are doing right now to. Uh, teach people, uh, maybe my age and younger, uh, that they can do this, and maybe maybe they don't come, they don't come to UTC for the purpose of becoming sure. a photojournalist, but uh, being able to inspire people like that that come about it organically, and then maybe kind of stumble upon photojournalism and say, hey, maybe this is something I want to give it, give it a shot. You know, um, who knows? Maybe maybe UTC will become known as that, and uh, without the work that people like you do, we wouldn't be able to yeah. be able to have that possibility. You know, I, I would I would love to see a Southern Center of Photography yeah. in Chattanooga someday. Yeah. I think it would be a good fit here yeah. because this is the city has uh, incredible. Uh, photography history in it, mm-hmm. and it would be uh, would be a great uh, thing to build here. Yeah. I don't know that it'll ever get built. Yeah, here, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, on that note, uh, before we wrap up things here, I want to just say thank you for coming in. I really appreciate you coming in. It's been great speaking with you, and I hope that everybody that listens enjoys. Before we head out, I want to just give you the floor. If you have any anybody that you want to give a shout out to, or anything that you want to <laughs> talk about, the floor is yours. Uh, feel free to. Let the listeners know what you're up to and uh, anything you'd like to share before we head out here. Wow, I I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, I don't know. I guess guess you don't come to a forum without paying respect to the people that carried you here, right? um, Having worked with uh, a lot of great photographers, Mm -hmm. which I did. I was fortunate enough to to work with Mm -hmm. photographers at the Chattanooga Times that Mm -hmm. You know that that allowed me to fail gracefully and then picked me back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those guys have passed away now, mm-hmm. and, uh, but uh, but I'm 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 truly truly grateful uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I try to do the the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my my students in my photojournalism classes, uh, I I love them dearly, and mm-hmm. I, I love to see them you know do their best mm-hmm. and. Uh, even though sometimes their best could be better. Yeah. Right. We we know that, but uh, it's it's exciting to see it. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting to see it. Uh, yeah. I guess that's all I got. That's, I don't know. No, that's great. That's <laughs> great. I wanted to give you the floor. Uh, let you you have a moment to talk about whatever, and that's that is great. Uh, Billy, thank you again for coming thank on. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those that are listening, any uh, relevant information for you know Billy's work, uh, a link to his TED talk will definitely be in the description of today's episode if you'd like to check that out. And I personally highly recommend it. It's how I found out about Billy, and uh, I think uh, you will really enjoy it if you decide to check it out. Uh, on behalf of my Myself and, and Billy, thank you, everyone that is listening. Thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate it, and I hope uh, that you enjoyed our conversation. So, Billy, again, thank you thank for coming you. on, uh, and I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, feel free to join us again next time. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>